0: I write, we dance with Mother Wound to find our worth and our purpose. Mother may never actualize into the person we think we need her to be, and yet we can become our own center. The fact is, we have exactly the right Mother to launch us on our wisdom path. She is the portal for our empowerment. Mother is our awakening.
1: Welcome to the Mystic Bits Show. My name is Ingrid H. Turner, and this is our segment of Mystics in the Wild, where I get to tap my decade-long roster of incredible mystics, healers, teachers, and creatives to come on here and talk about how they are showing up and being of service to Divine Spirit through the vehicle of their passion, tapping into their spiritual gifts, and trusting themselves to step onto their world stage and share with it as big an audience as they can handle. This week, we have Monica Carlos. Monica Carlos is what I like to refer to as an absolute renaissance woman. She's a witch, she's a healer, she's a multi-genre author, she's a channel for divine spirit. You are really gonna enjoy this beautiful human and the work that she is doing in the world. Monica, thank you so much for coming on and being on my Mystic Bits Show podcast. I'm really happy that you're here and I'm really happy you said yes like I said to you before, when I was thinking about this segment, you just, your name just kept blaring mm-hmm. in my head, not like a sound, but like one of those, um, neon signs, Monica, mm-hmm. Monica, Monica. And i okay. 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 Yay. Okay. So I'm <laughs> going to find Monica. And then you said mm-hmm. yes. And I love you so much. So, um, this segment of the show, the mystics in the wild is really about me I have this huge roster of amazing humans who I'm connected, who I connected with over the last 10 years, doing all kinds of weird and wonderful mystical things out in the world. And my show is primarily about intuition development, psychic development, because I think that is the pathway to lead a fulfilling life when you really learn to trust yourself and your connection to divine source energy. And you are a shine. I see was a shining example of that and taking your gifts out into the world. Honestly, I, see you as a Renaissance woman, everything that you do and have done that I've seen. And I've just seen just a little bit. I've only known you for a few years. And so I know that your life, your, the, the life that you have lived and are continuing to live is full of depth and richness and variety that I'm really excited to get into. And especially excited to talk about what your focus is right now. Right. But that's the way that I see you. I mean, you are a multi-genre author, which I don't think is that common. (laughs) And I remember talking one time about your dark pool trilogy, which you're going to talk about more and the, um, the, the, the fiction, right. And I remember talking to you one time about how this is a channeling experience for you. You're reaching into other dimensions and then using your creative juices to bring it and birth it into the world. And I do that with my poetry. You know, that's mm. something I'm really familiar with. You tap into a spirit or a dimension or an energy, and it comes through in your words, and your writing. So I definitely want to talk about that because I think that's a really powerful way to Okay. talk about mysticism and our intuitive gifts and our ability to connect with spirit. But I know that's not entirely your focus right now. Like that's sort of mm-hmm. at the point, at the moment, is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, but anyway, these, and then you, you know, I went through your you're you're an incredible healer i went through your program your healing the mother wound program and i went through that at a time when i desperately needed you and your energy and your expertise and wisdom and experience with dealing with the mother wound i was going through a really difficult time with my entire family at that point and you know something that i posted on tiktok earlier when i was talking about you and the show and how important it is to address that core mother experience. And we all have almost all of us, I think, regardless of our upbringing, because mom is human, you know, we all have like this, it's an intense, uh, experience of mom because mom is the first mom is like God to us and we never quite lose that. Right. So the experience Mm -hmm. with mom ripples out into our lifetime. And I know we're going to talk about that in the book that you wrote about that, which you parlayed off of your, um, your program, which was incredible and was a lifeline, my lifeline, while I was going through my own healing process around that. And things are much, much better now. Like things are good. And your program was pivotal in that experience. So, just the way that I see you as this Renaissance woman, multi genre author, super creative, incredibly loving, space holding healer. I mean, the way that you show up in the world has always impressed me and inspired me, but I'm gonna turn it over to you. I want you to tell people how, like introduce yourself. Like, how would you introduce yourself?
0: (laughs) Mm. Well, thank you so much for that introduction. It was so beautiful and so heartwarming. And I really love that you use the word Renaissance woman because, you know, truly my life, this present lifetime is so deeply, deeply informed by my past lives Mm. and by my ancestors that, you know, half the time I'm living You know, in another experience and I feel like this lifetime, I'm really pulling a lot, you know, from other lives in order to be able to understand myself better, understand this world better and understand others. So, you know, I'm just like a regular, regular woman who is living a very simple life. I love, I live on Vancouver Island in Canada. And I love um, quiet pursuits. I love reading. I love writing. I love creating, growing my own food and creating a beautiful home. That's something that really inspires me is to making um, our home someplace that is a safe container someplace you can come back to from the world and feel that I can be myself here. So, you know, as much as I talk about um, wild women and wise women, I really feel that the wilderness that is within us is something that is cultivated in our own very private space. Mm -hmm. And it's really more of a deconditioning than a conditioning to be wild, but more of a deconditioning from, you know, what we've been kind of initiated into by the world.
1: Yeah, deconditioning from conformity. Absolutely. Oh, you're speaking my language. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And um, writing for me has really been the thing that has saved reading and writing has what really saved my life, literally from uh, an abusive childhood. And, um, you know, just just coming from one culture in Europe and then being adopted into Canada. And where are you from? Canada, Poland. Originally? Poland. Yeah. Yes. And so having to learn a new language and just becoming acclimatized here, but within a very kind of shaky and unsafe and abusive um, family um, you know, it was quite the challenge.
1: Yeah. Do you going into your, this lifetime, this lifetime's origin story a bit? I mean, you mentioned an abusive childhood and, and something that spirit told me one time that really struck me said, spirit said, you're given all the tools and experiences you need. You were born into it to build yourself into the best possible version of you, but it's up to you mm-hmm. to put the pieces together that way. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned an abusive childhood and that kind of foundation is incredibly challenging to mm-hmm. rise from. Can you talk about like more about your origin story, your childhood and like yeah. how it fed into, you know, like stepping stones to where you are now?
0: Yeah, Um, Absolutely. I really feel like our whatever experiences we had as a child are certain filters or veils that we then look out into our uh, the rest of our life through those veils unless we want to drop the veils or we or we can drop those veils or we yeah. can drop those filters but I feel like they're always going to inform us yeah so you know I came from a, uh, a small Polish town where I lived with my grandmother my mother had passed away from cancer, and my mom, my dad had actually committed suicide. Oh
1: my god! Yeah, or
0: died by suicide. I didn't know that until I was much older. Yeah. But in any case, my grandmother really wanted to give me a better life, so she adopted me out to family in Canada. And you know that that was like a complete culture shock. You know, Poland yeah. was so communist. How old were you at there? that point? So I was nine.
1: You were nine. And you came from a communist Poland to Canada, Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) to Canada, where like kind of lack of food and infrastructure to you go to a grocery store and there's food for days. And I literally had a big meltdown in a grocery store because I my body could not hold that information that this food was not going to run out,
1: that I was not going to
0: be hungry. It wow. was really great footing for me though to really appreciate my life. Yeah. To appreciate um food, to appreciate resources and abundance. You know, it really right. set me up for like appreciating abundance. Um, but I still had to work out through um a lot of lack stuff because I sure. had come from lack. So anyway, um I had a really great um spiritual experience when I was very small. I knew that where I was, wasn't good and that it was harming me, but I also had the insight that I'm not going to be here forever. And I was like sitting there like 10 years old going, okay, how many years counting on my fingers do I Whoa. have to stay here? And then I knew I have to survive this and then I'm out and then I can create my own life. And I oh was like, very-
1: you were 10, at uh, around 10 at 10. that point. Wow. Yeah.
0: And I was super determined that this was not going to define my life. I knew that it was going to be a process. Yeah. But I felt like, okay, when I get out on my own, I can recreate my life and I, I can pull in whatever I need or I want. And you know, in terms of in terms of coming through that, there were very many layers. That was like I was yeah. like well, this is a Catholic. Then I thought, oh, that's not working for me when I got older. I I defected to the Protestant church and then i realized this isn't quite it either and then i just walked into the woods one day and i was like i came out and i was a completely different person i was like this is my grounding this is my mother this is my earth you know this is my rootedness and that set me kind of on my wise woman path and um following following my healing through um grounded spirituality which was not I wasn't really interested as much in um, dogma or anything no else. I, I imagine not <laughs> yeah I was interested in um what is earthy and what is rooted that can hold me down to to this planet so I can keep so I can stay here because yeah. you know when I was very young i I thought about suicide i I thought you know what are the different ways that I can escape this horror that I'm experiencing right now right but um I also had a really innate love for the planet and for nature. And I was always able to find joy somehow, you know, like, in like, you meet somebody, you meet a teacher that says a kind word, or you meet somebody that introduces you to gardening. Um, So then, you know, the things that, you know, the kindnesses that I met along the way, or the interests that I developed along the way became my healing. Mm -hmm. And I'm not a person that was ever able to go to somebody and talk about it and talk therapy, I knew it was never gonna work for me.
1: Why do you think that is?
0: And again, I have to say it was all about intuition because intuitively Mm -hmm. I knew that I didn't want to be in my story all the time. I wanted to be seeking solutions outside of my story. I knew my story was the foundation, you know, that I had grown up with. But yeah. talking about it over and over, to me was trauma, right. And I and I do feel like for a lot of people, reliving their story constantly by talking about it can be very traumatic. So I think we just have to really know ourselves and know what is going what kind of therapy is going to work for us. Yeah, for me, it was basically the forest,
1: yeah. so for me, i I have the same kind of experience with talk therapy. Mm-hmm. I think it can be very helpful because. Mm-hmm but the story needs to be acknowledged. I feel like having a witness to hear our story is incredibly healing. Mm -hmm. Going back into the story over and over and over again, to me, felt detrimental. I don't think that's true for everybody. Like you say, I think everybody's got their own way. For me, somatic body work is what Mm -hmm. took me out of my Mm -hmm. bullshit.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) And so that's the thing, like I think it's really important to find our way yeah, And to find what what kind of therapy works for us. And I'm teaching what I'm teaching because that's what worked for me. Yep. I'm incapable of teaching something else because I didn't experience it. And so I feel like the people that are drawn to my book and to my teachings are people who also feel that that's their best path,
1: you know? Yes, yeah. So I do want to say this, like the the hit I always had is we're all moving in the same direction, all the teachers Mm -hmm. out there, you know, all the spiritual teachers, mystics, people who are out there being of service in the world because they feel a downright compulsion. I mean, none of us would be Mm -hmm. doing this if it wasn't a compulsive behavior. Mm -hmm. It's hard work and it requires constantly doing your own work, which is like, Mm -hmm. okay, it's a lot. Um, But when we have that compulsion, the people who have that compulsion, we're all saying the same thing. We're all pointing in the same direction. We're all walking towards the same path, but there are 8 billion people on this planet not everybody is mm-hmm. going to resonate with Monica's way or Ingrid's way or Ram right. way. They have to find, they have to, the, there's so many teachers needed with so many different avenues, pathways, like, you know, coming in towards that's that that same core because there's so many people in the world, you know, and, and everybody's going to yeah. resonate with somebody differently. And the, so you let's talk about your book because this is your current focus. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Your book is called healing the mother wound yes and and i have it there it's Trans- <laughs> oh sorry not healing but transforming the mother wound i like yeah. that better i like that mm-hmm. better talk to us about the book what does the book do for you for a person who who picks it up and and reads it who should read your book
0: um i'll tell you one thing that i want to say about my book is that i wanted it to be something really beautiful um, that you could hold in your hands and that it would feel I feel that beauty really heals people. Yeah. So one of my first intentions was how can I get some amazing artwork in um, in this book? And how can I make the book feel like as you're flipping through the pages, even the formatting, how can it feel beautiful? Because I feel like that can be part of the journey towards healing. And then as you know, because you were in my course, I had, I had written a course and um, I love leading people through it. But as I'm like everybody else learning about myself more and more, and I understand that my best way of teaching is through the written word. Yes, you are and-
1: an incredible writer. I'm going to interrupt Thank you me. for a second because I, I don't think I ever told you this. You were kind enough to write the foreword for my poetry book, The Bitch mm-hmm. Reclamation. And my best friend who is really great about like building me up. And like, I mean, he's just a wonderful friend. Mm-hmm. I showed him the proof of my book before I published it and I had it all formatted and laid out. And there was your forward. And he happened to open it to your foreword, And he goes, who wrote this? This is incredible. I was like, <laughs> Monica, did you read a poem? And I was like, no, look at this. This is so well-written. And I was like, okay, I'll tell her that once I get over it. <laughs> but, but you truly are a a, a, um, Priestess with words, you are incredible you. with your with your words and the way that you communicate through the written words. So I'm sorry, please. I just had to tell you. That's that. okay. Please continue. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so so part of it was like, is the book going to be beautiful? Is it going to feel nice in somebody's hands? Is it going to be beautiful to look at? And then can that beauty lead the person to the next chapter and the next chapter, and be part of the healing? And then I just, you know, I felt that if I gave somebody not just wrote like, how do you heal that mother wound? Um, I just wanted it to be a journey for them. So, so you know, it's a little bit of my teaching and it's it's journal prompts and some coursework. Mm-hmm. So you're doing it, like you're, you're doing yeah. the work. You know, you're not relying just on me. And then you have a resource, you can go back to this and you can do the exercises over and over. Um, but I just wanna, can I read you something? Please, please, yes. So in the in the beginning of the book, I write about what mother wound, like how it affects us. And I write, we dance with mother wound to find our worth and our purpose. Mother may never actualize into the person we think we need her to be, and yet we can become our own center. The fact is we have exactly the right mother to launch us on our wisdom path. She is the portal for our empowerment, mother is our awakening. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. I I put that at the beginning so people could understand that no matter what kind of mother they were born to or born through, that that was exactly the person they needed for their wisdom path because really we're here to work through those veils and to find ways to be of service to ourselves and to be of service to the planet and to others. Yes. So there's no point in, you know, I feel like the main, the main theme, like the thing that I feel that heals us the most or transforms the mother wound is letting go of the mother that we wish we had. And, and if you can let go of the mother you wish you had, then you are, on the path for self-healing because you're not holding yourself prisoner to that idea it's like it's like holding up a picture of a leopard to a pheasant and saying see this i need you to be this leopard and the pheasants like "I, i don't got it like i can't have spots and i i can't transform myself into this leopard but if we're insisting that this is what they're going to be for us it's we're just blocking ourselves you know yeah. I mean, obviously there's so many other things that we have to get through to transform that wound. But I know one of the things is just letting go of what we wish we had had yes, and accepting what we did have. Yeah. You know?
1: Monica, I have to give you some energetic feedback right now. When you pulled open that book, and okay. you started reading it and you lock your energy locked in with me completely. As you started talking about mm-hmm. the mother wound and your philosophy about the mother wound. And I know this is derived from all of your healing experience and the information mm-hmm. that comes through from spirit. Like I can see the mm-hmm. two worlds colliding in your heart, the depth of mm-hmm. nature and the groundedness and the, the, the experience of this lifetime is meeting. What I can see very clearly is spirit coming through you and, and And that that has guided you through this Mm. process. And it's like they meet in your heart. And I just felt your heart completely lock in with me. And my crown chakra was all a tingle. As Mm. you were talking about this, I can feel deeply how aligned this is with your path. And it's really a treat Mm.
0: (laughs) to lock into that with you. Thank you. And like, when I look at my natal chart, it's so obvious that I'm going to be teaching the mother wound. It's like, okay. So I know that I'm like, oh yeah,
1: yeah. You yeah, are, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I love that you're bringing it through in words because the course, like I said, was excellent. It was excellent. Mm-hmm. But there's something about when you, the, you've put it into a book and you're speaking to it and you're using the, you're teaching mm-hmm. through language as opposed to like teaching a course is different because there's some, there's an energetic difference we are sort of down in the muck mm-hmm. with people. Right. And that's great. Like we need to be there mm-hmm. as teachers. People need teachers to be there and be in the muck with them. But there's sort of an exaltation that I'm feeling in your energy where you've risen mm-hmm. above that. And I don't like hierarchy. Mm-hmm. It's not about better or worse. Yes. It's really just yes, a yes. shift in energy. Your energy is shifted. And I, I can feel the lightness and the power that is coming mm-hmm. through you as you're speaking about this. And I, I hope that your written word is beautiful. I hope that you do more of this talking about it. Like whether it's mm-hmm. in interviews or doing your you. own live videos or what, you because you can really feel that energy that mm. that power that power and that love coming together as you're speaking about it yummy, mm, thank, yeah,
0: yummy. yeah thank you so much that's, i love it that's, i that's I fuck feel like energy the <laughs> other the other thing that i why i wanted it to be a book because i want people to hold their yeah healing. just hold it that's you beautiful know? So yeah. And this
1: is currently available on Amazon. Yes,
0: yes. Anywhere
1: else or just on Amazon for the moment?
0: Amazon, you know, like the usual Barnes and Noble. Okay, and, all the you know, places. All so yeah. it's
1: Transforming the Mother Wound. Author is Monica Carlos. That's
0: Monica mm-hmm. with a
1: K and car like she has no car. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> Monica Carlos. And um, people can support you and your work and do, this is an incredible jumpstart to healing their own transforming I love yeah. transforming even better there's so much mm-hmm. better than healing like and I didn't realize the book was called that probably because I wasn't really ready for that until this mm-hmm. conversation to like bring that in but transforming that mother wound transforming your relationship with your mom the relationship with the idea of your mother because the mother is like it's, she's the core of everything when you mm-hmm. the mother you incarnate with is the core of your mm-hmm. it's, it's like the seed and then everything blooms from the relationship with the mother to some extent that's true with the father but I think it's more so with the mother because really? you are, you, your your conception begins in the mother. Mm-hmm. Now, let me ask you this: Did you did your journey like? Did your mother wound? Is this really originating from the death of your mother, or is this more about your adoptive mother, or like where does this? Yeah. Where do you feel like this really comes from?
0: Yes, yeah. yeah. great question. Um, nobody's ever asked me that before. Oh. Um, I don't feel the wound from my mother passing away. For some reason I've always been like, oh, I'll tell you another part of it, why. Um, but I always felt like, oh right, you know, we were together and now we're not. And I felt like we're gonna we're gonna be connected anyway. Yeah. When my second daughter was born, I like I was holding her and I looked down at her and I said, Oh, there you are. <gasps> Oh, yeah back.
1: yeah oh god I just got so, chills when you said that okay yeah
0: and um you know we have a you know a, a special connection with each of our children and my first born daughter she made me a mother and that did a lot of healing of mm-hmm. of my mother wound you know and and the journey that she and I have had together So each of my daughters has been part of that transformation and allowing me to grow into the mother that I didn't have, which obviously, you know, mothering how it is, nobody gets it perfect. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, but we try, you know, we do our best. Um, and so just the adoption and the being transplanted into a different country and a different culture was already like, you know, a very, very big shock. And then when I was coming to my new mother, I realized that I was going from like the love of my grandmother who I lived with after my mother passed away from this deep love and this nurturing to emptiness. Mm. And that's where my mother wound began. So So was
1: it by that emptiness? Do you mean like, she didn't really care about you? She wasn't connected to you, bonded, didn't love you? Is that what that, is that what you
0: mean by that? I do feel that she, you know, at the beginning, we were new to each other, right? And I wasn't exactly what she expected. So I don't, I think that her love for me grew. Um, And I do know that she did love me very much. Like by the time we were, you know, she was like passing away and she was living with me at the time. Hmm. Um, I knew that we had, you know, there was so much love for me and appreciation for me. But when I was young and I really, really needed that for my, for my foundation, for my life, she couldn't give me that because Mm -hmm. her focus was controlling me or manipulating me into a person that could make her happy. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: so my focus was how can I make this person happy so that I can be safe? Yeah. And, um, as a lot of people with mother wound do. Yeah. So I still feel like it never really came from the, the, the part of, you know, my mother passing away, my birth mother passing away. Right. And I always felt very, very connected to her Yes. Yeah. So, and yeah. still do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think I channeled your birth mother before, haven't I? Yeah, I have. have. Yeah, 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 she's got intense energy, if I recall, which I don't recall much when I channel. But yeah, Mm -hmm. I feel like she's come through. It's like whoa. (laughs) Yeah, she's in. She
0: was an Aries, and she was. Oh, I'm an Aries, so there you go. Yeah. She was (laughs) no wonder we. Yeah, very fiery, creative human. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, beautiful. Uh, Okay, I want to. I want to ask you something a little bit off. Topic because okay. it's a question I get from a lot of, I've gotten a few times from my listeners. You were raised Catholic and then went Protestant, and now you're a witch. You're a mm-hmm. pagan is what you are. You're mm-hmm. nature-based, you're earth-based. A lot of people who, I've run into this over and over again, people who have a deeply religious background, like a very dogmatic background, mm-hmm. like Catholic, Catholicism is a very intense religious structure. Mm-hmm. I know my mother was raised Catholic and she's not into it. Like she's, she's got, she's, she's okay. not there for it, you know? So she went hard away from that. And I want to know if you, do you ever, did you feel like you had to work through any, what you might call religious trauma? Around coming into your own, into your gifts, into your nature-based, authentic way of being. Or did you feel like it was a pretty seamless process for you? Were you able to let that go?
0: Yeah, it was seamless. I oh, was okay, like, sure. this, yeah, this doesn't work. I don't want to be doing this anymore. It's yeah. not feeding me. And I'm I'm just moving on. And yeah. I'm going to explore this. The thing is, I had a very uh, I had a grounding kind of in um Earth mother kind of paganism when I was in Poland, because um, even though my grandmother and, you know, my whole family was Catholic, I was outside running around through the woods by myself quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And so I had already been gifted that connection. Yeah. And then when I came here and I, you know, I was like going through the trauma, I reconnected back and I went, okay, that feels like home, you know. Yeah. And then it was just um, a matter of that. I was seeking I was seeking the divinity in my life and I thought that it had to come through religion. And then I realized, oh, I don't need this dogma and I don't need this structure in order to find the divinity. So then and I'm a person who who is pretty good at shedding skins. So I was like, yeah, this skin feels bad. Yeah. 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 That's good. Yeah. And I'm just going to leave it over there.
1: <laughs> yeah. And you know, I, I admire that about you, Monica. Mm-hmm. Here's like, <clears throat> in my, in my experience, it's very easy for me to take on dogmas and it's hard for me to let them go because they get really mm-hmm. stuck. And it comes from a core of not trusting myself and yeah. you, you trust yourself. Mm-hmm. You just trust that. Yes. You're just like, okay, I'm, I, I feel it. Therefore I, I'm correct about it. For me, yeah. what comes up is a, a real inability to trust myself And I do shed skins a lot. You've seen me shed a lot of skins, but for me, it's always a really, like, it's kind of like, there's an intense fear that I have to face every time I shed a skin. And so what I recognize about myself is I am very easily programmable Mm. and um, that's hard. I think it's true for a lot of people and it's not so true for you. And I think you're in the minority that you're not so easily programmable by your dogmas, your environments, politics, whatever Mm -hmm. it is, you know, I know for me, I'm pretty easily programmable. So what I do is I I consciously choose what I program myself with. And it's a daily practice. Like every day Mm -hmm. I get up and I make sure that I put myself in an environment and expose myself to voices and thoughts and ideas that are in alignment with what I know to be my core truth so that my own Mm -hmm. programming, conditioning, and wounding doesn't come in and hijack my experience. Mm-hmm. I don't want to live in yeah. fear. I want to live in love. Yeah. Um and I really I just want to point that out because I admire that in you tremendously. And I think that's really, really cool. And I think you and I just think it's, you're amazing. Yeah. I'm just gonna say Thank you so you're much. amazing. Well, I see you I think in you're such bright light. Well we're good thing we're babes, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. And then I had another question too. Okay. I wanted to go back real quick to growing up the first nine years in communist Poland with not knowing if you have enough food and resources mm-hmm. and very much in a survival mentality. As a person born in America, you know, my, when we grew up, we were broke, but when mm-hmm. there was never any question that there would be enough food, even if it was mm-hmm. God awful food, <laughs> like yeah. there's always gonna be <laughs> enough to eat. There was always, yeah. wa- you know, um, and by American standards, I grew up pretty much out like on the fringe. Like we were out yeah. in the woods, you know, living a crazy, yeah. crazy, wild mountain life. Yeah. for you, you had a real experience of starvation, potentially. Mm-hmm. Like that was yeah. a real experience for you. And then you came into, you had this total cultural shock where you had to melt down a grocery store and yeah. like, oh my <laughs> God, there's all these resources. And yeah. it's I love the way to hear you talk about how that gave you that you took that, that nine years, those formative years of your life of not necessarily, you probably went hungry sometimes. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So you experienced real hunger, which I've never experienced that. I've never experienced really being hungry and not being able to get food, right? Mm. You experience that, an incredible lack. And instead of it turning into a theme of scarcity and a sort of anchor of not enoughness, you were able to flip that on its head and use it to gain a real appreciation of the resources that are available to you now and available to us all. Can you talk more about that process? Because a lot of us deal with scarcity and lack mentality and we did we've never experienced it. So please talk about that a little bit.
0: I think I just like I said, I think I said it at the beginning, I thought it was a gift that there was that lack. Yeah. Because it set me up for I'm not going to waste my life or i'm not going to waste this food or i'm not going to waste my resources um i think it was very spontaneous for me so i don't know how much of it was my own doing Mm, like i feel like i was really supported by my ancestors i feel like i had a lot of and because i do remember other lives that were really full of lack, as well
1: Right. right um
0: that then when i came into this abundance I was just so grateful that I didn't have to repeat that or go through that again.
1: Right. We're done with that lesson.
0: We're yeah, done we're, with that. Yeah. We're done
1: with that experience. We've done that.
0: <laughs> we can scratch that. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, but I know that I have fostered gratitude. It's one of my favorite practices
1: mm-hmm. is to Me too. find
0: little things to be grateful for. So even when I'm going through some real misery, you know, or whatever I think is really um, taking away from my joy right now, I'm very um I'm very good at finding things to help me come back to gratitude so it can be something really small like I'll be walking down the road and I find a pine cone that I think is super cute I found this little acorn one day and then I've kept this acorn for years (laughs) because in that moment it filled me with so much joy because it represented possibility for me yeah and strength you know whatever all the things that oak comes with so I feel actually grateful that I, it's like this innate ability that I have
1: to
0: to be grateful, if that makes any sense.
1: yeah.
0: Uh, I I think that when you, I think that, you know, you can go either way when you come from lack, you can either, it can make you miserable and you can feel like, oh, woe is me, or you can just say to yourself, I'm so grateful that I have what I have right now. And I definitely don't want to go back to that. So I'm going to try not to manifest that again.
1: And that's, so that's the bridge right there. The bridge from scarcity and fear to appreciation and abundance is gratitude. Just the bridge is gratitude. And I find it's interesting because you're, you know, you're such a grounded person and really grounding in you is your spirituality is getting out and getting grounded, getting in nature, getting in tune with the earth, matching yourself with more earth energies. And I had this epiphany not too long ago, as I was doing my own, my own gratitude practice and grounding practice. I was like, oh, gratitude is really grounding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gratitude is really it's grounding.
0: Water.
1: And you know, I'm,
0: I have so much water in my chart yeah. that I desperately need earth, uh, even though I need a lot of flow, like, and I'm constantly yeah. flowing and changing. If I don't have that earth element in my life, then I'm completely lost. Like, right. And, and I think that it's just like another thing that we need to really know ourselves, like
1: mm-hmm.
0: the more we know ourselves, the easier it is to get through trauma. The easier it is to find our ground, the easier it is for us to, you know, find our purpose. And yeah. Yeah. So just, yeah. Knowing more about oneself, like you really helped me with that. The first few readings that I had with you, you brought insights to me that helped me to understand myself more. And I I I understood that if I don't know myself, I'm gonna be like floundering around, you know, right, right. Trying to figure things out, but your readings have always been super supportive and helped me just to find my way back to myself. And I think that, you know, like that's what our mother wound does. It separates us from ourself.
1: So much yes about the mother wound and this and the mm-hmm. attachment to the mother wound separates us from ourselves. And thank you very much for that feedback in your kind words. Mm-hmm. I always really, really appreciate that. Thank mm-hmm. you if reading for you you is a pleasure thank thank you you. (laughs) yeah that's yeah that's great there are it's always it's always really a pleasure to tap in to spirit especially for people who are very spiritual themselves Mm -hmm. it's just it's really easy (laughs) it's just like just spirit shows up in abundance um so, can we talk a little bit before we wrap up? I do want to talk about the Dark Pool trilogy because mm-hmm. I am I've always been re- That's when I met you is when mm-hmm. you were really finishing. I think you were working on your third book when I met yeah. you. Yeah. And you I read the first book and I need mm-hmm. to order the next two books. You know, it's it's unfortunate. It's like I've really I used to read a lot when I was a kid. I was always reading mm-hmm. books, but I lived out in the middle of nowhere with like you no know, power or yeah. hot water. So, yeah. like that's what <laughs> I did. And now I have TikTok. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so so I read a lot fewer books, but I'm trying to get myself to read again and even read fiction again. So I need to go order your next book and, and I need Thank to read you. it because it was really well done. And it was also like, Holy shit. <laughs> like like yes. it was it was spicy. <laughs> and I, and yeah. I was like, Oh, I'm here for it. In fact, I need to have you come on again and talk about like sensuality and mm-hmm. sexuality and um there's another no word that I'm like lose that I'm not, but anyway, you're yeah, really Intimacy, that kind of a thing, because I know that's another sort of arm of Monica Mm -hmm. of Renaissance, Renaissance woman, Monica that I'd love to come on and talk about because I know that's something that even just now I'm sort of preparing to dive into more is like sexual energy and sensual energy and how it connects with spirit, spirituality Mm -hmm. and grounding. is really grounding right so the the dark pool trilogy is when you described it to me and tell me if i remember this correctly you felt like you were channeling another dimension like you were getting visitations from these characters and they were telling you the story and you were dictating it essentially is that true
0: yeah like i didn't um i met the main my main muse my guide who i mean basically held the story in his hands and you know it was just basically asked me, are we going to do this? Is this a partnership? And I knew that it would move on. It would move on to somebody else if I wasn't going to be the channel. Wow. So, and I felt like I had, I feel like, you know, our muses choose us because of our life experience, because of our belief systems. We're going to be the yes. ones that are going to be able to bring this story to life because we have the context for it. Yeah. And so I didn't have to think about town names in my book or people's names or situations like people would say so how did you like map out the story and I'm like there was no mapping I just sat down and I wrote and every day I was surprised by the chapter every day (laughs) I was like damn this is a good story and that's great like you were hearing the story yourself for the first time yeah. And, and I knew that I was channeling parts of um, past lives and other experiences that I had Yeah, and I was also channeling the life that I wanted to have. So, because everything exists. Yeah. Everything so, exists. Okay. Like beautiful. my guide really taught me about the, the possibility that we're having concurrent lives, yeah. you know, so I'm having this life and then another life right now as well. Yes. And that, you know, past and, Present and future are in layers like this, they're not like this. Yeah. You know, so we can experience, you know, traveling it's... up and down. Yeah. And so I really wanted to bring to the reader something that was deeply sensual and sexual that was gonna help people find their own sexuality or be able to say, I felt this, but I didn't want to mm-hmm. talk about it or explore yeah. it within myself. Yeah. And I wanted people to experience um the magic of past lives, you know, let's say their past. Um, And I also wanted people to understand that they could pull from the future as well, like who they are in the future to inform their life right now. Mm -hmm. And you know, a lot of people said to me, because I had editors, and I had other people who were, I was like, giving bits to, and people were saying, Oh, I think you should really tone down the witchcraft, I think you should tone down the language. Don't, don't really, you don't need to describe all those sex scenes exactly in the way you did. Um, It's a, it's a lot, you know, or there's a lot of sex scenes in the book and I'm used to reading like one every 50 pages. And I'm like, these people are highly sexual. They don't, they need to be every 10 pages. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) you know, in the end, i didn't want to send my book to a publisher because i knew this was the story that i was born to write yeah and i didn't want anyone messing with it right they can change the cover if they want to but not the words
1: yes yeah
0: and i did what i wanted it felt really good to channel this and to do what i really wanted and put out the words that i felt i needed to write and yeah. i did it and yeah. It was an incredible, incredible experience, yeah. and partly because I was bringing these characters to lives and to life. And my partner said to me when I was like having really, uh, you know, you know, every author doubts themselves. Yes. And I was like, Oh, you know. And he said, "Listen, lady, these people are already alive in another dimension. They just need you to bring them into this dimension. You don't need to like talk about or think about whether this is right or wrong." Right. You no, know, just do it. So yeah, that's how that came out.
1: Oh my God. How long did the, did it take you to write all three books? Three years. Oh, book a year. That's impressive. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. And they're, those they're are like books. substantial books. Yeah. Those yeah. those are substantial yeah. books. Well, I, I love it. And I also love that you did the publishing yourself and you did not allow anybody to come in and taint mm-hmm. your creation your channeling experience. And I keep saying this is like, I really believe, you know, a, a lot of authors still have this programming that they need to go be traditionally published like they have to be a real author and be traditionally Mm -hmm. published and there was a time in the old paradigm when that was a reality of the way that we lived we had gatekeepers we had to knock on doors and bang our head Mm -hmm. and contort ourselves in order to be seen by the world like but that's Mm -hmm. not true anymore it's like what used to be the great wall of china is now like a little boulder in front of you and you can just walk around it or you can hop over it. You do not need to bang Mm -hmm. your head on that boulder because those gatekeepers don't exist unless we insist that they continue to exist. The world that we live in, the technology that we have, the access that we have through social media and podcasting Mm -hmm. and Amazon KDP that we have directly to the reader, to the people who need our work is astounding. And I -hmm. always encourage people. That's the way that I like to encourage people. It's like, trust yourself, just like Mm -hmm. you are. Just trust yourself. Just go Mm -hmm. for it. And I love that you have a partner in your life who sees you sounds like the way that I see you and you can Mm -hmm. trust yourself and love yourself and bring your magic out into the world in all of the wonderful and weird and messy and beautiful ways that it Mm. needs to come out at that time. Monica, thank thank you you so much for coming on and talking to me and having a nice juicy long conversation, sharing your magic, lining yourself up and really showing me, Mm. and I'm sure it's going to bleed through the screen. It's going to bleed through the audio. Like when you match up with your. Purpose, if you will, Mm. with your most authentic experience, which is coming through the form of transforming the mother wound right now. But it is your energy that we feel. It is your essence that is coming through. And I'm so grateful Mm -hmm. that you have done the work and brought that out into the world and brought that out into my life. So two questions for you. One, where can people find you? MonicaCarlis.com. MonicaCarlis.com. And your books are there and on Amazon, right? So you've got Transforming the Mother Wound and the Dark Pool trilogy. So if you're, if you're looking for some quote fiction, unquote, which is really just like interdimensional dictation, if you will, um, that's like spicy and yummy and really fun to read. And you can really get a taste of Monica's creativity and her, her um, pizzazz with words, go read those books and then transforming the mother wound really powerful or any kind of relationship that we have with mom. I sort of don't think there's a human on the planet who doesn't have a mother wound, whatever kind of mother we had, whether you had a raging narcissist as a mother or a really loving earth angel mother, because mamas are human and we are connected to mother and every deviation that mother has from perfection wounds us. That's not mom's fault necessarily like that's not mom's fault that's just the experience of our human reality and transforming this and turning these wounds and these traumas into our superpower into our spiritual superpower into our spiritual gifts that we are of service with nothing more powerful and I think the mother is a key component to that um and then second how can people best support you Monica people who are listening they want to find you they want to follow you they want to support you in some way what's the best way for people to support you
0: the best way to support me really is to read my books because that is the passion of my life and you know my service in the yes. world. So if they would just you know buy a yeah. book, read a book, share a book, yeah, and and find their own path, you know that really helps me too. Yeah, helps me to be a better human being when people become their best selves too. Because you know the ripples, right?
1: It does. It, you sh- if you, uh, if one human showing up in love, ripples out two thousand. Mm-hmm. Even one yeah. interaction ripples out to thousands. So, your books linked to your website is going to be in the show notes as well. So, listen up, go check, go click, go find Monica. She's on all the socials. She's even on TikTok now. Thank you, Ingrid. Like what i done now? She was like, "I'm not going to do it." I'm like, yes, never, you never, never. <laughs> "There was a reason that you needed to get on TikTok, and that will be revealed." So, um, okay. she's user Monica Carlos. Monica with mm-hmm. K, Carlos, like she has no car on TikTok, mm-hmm. and then you're Monica Carlos on social media. So come find her, find me. I'm Ingrid H. Turner on TikTok, and I'm Ingrid H. Turner everywhere on all the social media sites. Mm-hmm. Monica, thank, thank you. you so much. I love you. I adore you. I'm going to have you back on to talk more about some bigger okay. stuff, but this has been really, really good introduction to the wonders of Monica Carlos. Thank you thank so much. You so much. I appreciate you. So much. My name is Ingrid H. Turner. I am a psychic medium, a psychic development teacher, and a somatic manifesting coach. I am here to help the misfits, the black sheep, and other highly creative individuals tap into their psychic gifts, learn to trust themselves completely so that they too can step onto their world stage and share their gifts through the vehicle of their passions with as big an audience as they can handle. You can learn more about me on my website, IngridHTurner.com. And please follow me on all social media accounts. I'm Ingrid H. Turner everywhere and support the Mystic Bitch Show on Patreon. You can support us for as low as $5 a month. And with that support, you get tons of perks. You get gifts from me. You get extra content. You get events that you can come to that nobody else can, just the Mystic Bitch Show supporters and so much more. Navigate over to my Patreon page, patreon.com slash other ways that you can support this show is sharing this podcast with anyone who you think could benefit from the teachings and the wisdom and the mysticism of the Mystic Bit Show. Thank you so much for everything that you are.